Hi, I'm Nicola. And I'm Jay Percy. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Afro Animist Podcast. We are two animists and spiritual practitioners exploring the secular through the spiritual, discussing life experiences through a sacred lens. Each week we share our experiences and dive deep into everything in life, from philosophy, metaphysics, obeah, occultism, shamanism, culture, healing, nature, animism, the arts, pop culture, conspiracies, psychedelics and witchcraft. Nothing is off the table in these discussions which aim to get to the heart of what it means to be spiritual and Afro-diasporic in an increasingly sterile and authoritarian world. We keep it real whilst exploring the biggest mysteries of our multiverse. Join us holding this space to laugh, cry, debate, build community and tear down oppressive structures. So today uh, we're recording this podcast while I brush my pussy. <laughs> gotta take care of the pussy, babe. You gotta make sure it's just purring. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep that pussy purring. Welcome, 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 beautiful, beautiful beings of the multiverse to the Afro Animus podcast. You are here with me today, Jay Percy. And me, Nicola Roth. And today we're getting all sexual and magical, talking about our we're like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so we've come back. Okay. We're going to talk about the womb again, obviously this, this, this yeah. glorious organ. Um, and we're going to go into a bit of the sexual nature of that sex magic, things that you can do, our experiences with our girls and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do like your little laugh on this because there is a very specific laugh that Nicola does when something's a bit naughty. (laughs) I just, I just love, I just love it. I love any excuse to like talk about this stuff and push an innuendo. Like I'm just, it's just bear with me today. I think like the dad jokes are going to come out if I'm honest. Oh, for God's sake. I think this is going to be a bit of a fun episode um, carrying on from the magic of the womb, which, mm-hmm. you know, I've never had so many people reach out to me in my life and say do you know what thank you for speaking so honestly and openly about that because um you know whenever I try and have these conversations I get shut down so we're hoping that this episode is a continuation of that like honesty mixing a bit of our own understanding and research as well as folklore (laughs) as um well as I guess personal experience um so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one I reckon so today we're gonna be talking um sex magic which is probably gonna definitely be a part one on sex magic because I'd really like to bring someone in someone perhaps a bit more knowledgeable than us on this someone who's like a pro at this stuff and knows um the tips the tricks, the backflips, all of the, mm. all of the things that you need to know. Today we're going to be speaking from fabulous experience and research. Yes. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy. Um, tell me, Nicola, why, why have we decided that we're going to talk about sex magic this week? Well, because like, why wouldn't we? I think is number one. <laughs> but like you know obviously we did our episode um several months ago about the magic of the womb um and there's just so much when it comes to this aspect of our lives that we can we can talk about I also feel like you know sex is one of these it's one of these crazy things that's taboo and not to be because everyone does it and everyone loves it and da, da, da. and I but there's also like a place of like lack of safety danger especially in the spirit mm. for me anyway in my experience especially in the spiritual world so I just feel like this is a subject that we definitely need to touch on I agree with you I would love to get like an expert in on this because my mind just goes crazy thinking about what that expert who they would be what they would be what they, how are they an expert oh my gosh um <laughs> what would make me an expert um <laughs> so yeah so I I feel like this is something really important to to talk about also like it's really fun and 
there's like when we're talk, when we're discussing magic um spell work creation manifestation like one of the tools that everyone has pretty much in their toolkit is their sexual energy the sexual energy is like massively transformational um so you know if you can engage with it and you want to engage with it for transformation it's right there and I'm not sure that everyone knows this if you know or everyone's fully aware of that and it doesn't have to even be partner with a partner yeah no and being in a Christian moral universe um Mm. in the west so many of us have been shut off from these things because we're told to think about sex in a certain way it's meant to be you know quite dirty it's something we should be ashamed that we have to do um Mm. it it, it's something you don't really like talk about um you hear this like rhetoric of you know in Sunday school I don't know if you'd get this but if you masturbate then your palms will get hairy like that kind of like (laughs) yeah it's just something they tell kids like if you masturbate your hot the palms of your hands will will grow hair what the f- what fucking Sunday school That's is this, babe? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like your eyes going square if you watch too much TV. Like, yeah. It's just, no, if you masturbate too much, you can have really furry hands. Like, my brain goes to so many crazy places. I'm literally thinking, like, how could this be in any way physically possible? And I'm like, hmm, well, the only way it could be possible is if, like, a pube just managed to transfer and root itself in your hand has that happened to you (laughs) have you experienced the displeasure of a pube rooting into your hand i've never had a pube rooted (laughs) (laughs) obviously that is not gonna happen guys obviously um i do hope that it is just you know grown folk who are listening to this <laughs> and I would hope by now grown folk that if you have been told you will masturbate and get hair at your palms and you've like internalized this throw it away throw it in the bin throw no it away. away and also it's just it's one of those things that I feel like if I was tied up with a kid that would have made me start masturbating I would have been like <laughs> really let's see let's fucking see <laughs> Oh, they... it'd certainly be a magic trick, wouldn't it? <laughs> it really would. <laughs> you know, I was oh, really man. apprehensive about doing this episode today. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm, I already, know you I'm already having fun. <laughs> I know. It's like, how could this not be fun? Um, <laughs> so what are we going to share about this? Well, um, you know me and my favourite word, manifestation. Um, uh-huh. I I think we should kick off with that because um, who doesn't love a good um, manifesting masturbation tip? Five, oh can you God. say that five times fast? Definitely not manifesting masturbation. That five tip, times fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's such a facetious need. Um, <laughs> so obviously, um, well, more obviously to everyone, but our um. Our wombs, our sacral centers, they are areas of creation, creativity. That is where it is thought energetically that creativity energy lies in that sort of like just below the belly button, um, slightly above the pelvis, that sort of area. Um, And we know it's an area of creativity because it's an area that we used to... um, make more humans it's the human printing factory and in understanding the energy of that center we can work with that center on an individual basis or with a partner to bring to create the things that we're looking to create in our lives Mm. and I think one of the most easiest go forward go-to ways of doing this is to be putting yourself into a relaxed state of, you know, breathing and then um, visualize, hold on to the point that you're looking to manifest 
and quite simply masturbate. Um, and I've seen some wild ways online um, that people have suggested this. Not in any like a dodgy website, actually. <laughs> mostly, mostly I've seen loads of tips on um, Instagram and TikTok where people will suggest getting like crystal crystal dildos that can act that are body safe, that are safe to get wet. Because remember, not all crystals are safe to get wet, um, and yeah. you know you don't, don't want to be that using no and having that. Yeah. yeah, no, don't. <laughs> you don't need anything disintegrating into you where it shouldn't be disintegrating. Oh, no. Um, but like cr- crystal dildos are a huge thing, and I look huge thing. <laughs> and I look at these oh, things. Look. I've gone on to Etsy and I've looked for one. And um, at this point in time, how to put this? I'm looking to spend my money in other places. Um, yes. Have you gone on that like wild Etsy search for them? I definitely have, but it's been mostly because I wanted to buy my friend a crystal dick as a joke, and I did, and it was great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have, I do not have a crystal deal day. I kind of. (laughs) That's going to be great. That's going to be a sound bite. This is going to be a sound bite. Yeah, I don't, I don't own a crystal dildo. I kind of feel like they're not really like my vibe. I totally get it totally get Mm -hmm. it and I think it's like it's beautiful to be able to like use different energies in essentially internally like that but I find that I'm really just I'm happy just like holding a crystal in my hand and my vagina doesn't love things to be like hard and cold inside of her so (laughs) that's where they've kind of (laughs) put me if that makes sense yeah Um, (laughs) um, generally speaking I I think that's just not a want for her (laughs) Like, yeah, do you like yeah. cold and freezing and just energetically shocking? Do you want? Mm, it sounds a bit look, like, but holding a crystal is different. And look, I know someone is going to message us and say, "Well, if you get this kind of crystal, or that kind of crystal, it actually won't be cold." Yeah, but to, I don't. It's okay. It, I just don't need a rock inside of my vagina. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel about it. But I totally have no judgment and I see how they could like be really good and useful for some people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Also going back to my comment where it's like I'm not spending that money on that at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there are, there, ooh, there are cheaper, there are ways to go about this that aren't going to, isn't going to take up that chunk of money. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And let me just backtrack because obviously I just said I, I I don't really want a rock in my vagina. But then I remembered how many times I have, in fact, put a rock in my vagina. Not just like a rock what? in the garden. <laughs> like, what? in fact, they are very useful. And we should actually all put rocks in our vaginas. Is actually <laughs> okay. You're going to have to tell me more about this. <laughs> okay, so no, I don't do crystal dildos, but I do have jade eggs. So do you know about jade eggs? And I just I thought, do oh, know about jade eggs. Exactly. Um, it, it was forced onto me against my will by Gwyneth Paltrow, but yes. Oh, fucking fuck off. Fuck off with your fucking <laughs> geek. I'm so sorry, but it just like, ah. Oh. Anyway, that's another episode. Um, <laughs> yes, she did shove them in everyone's faces, but way before she discovered them and monetized them and taken Columbus that them. fucking Columbus did it, um, I was using JDEX. So okay. they they are actually um, really quite integral to to a form of sexual practice or magic, I guess you could say, that I used to engage in. So I would practice like Mantak Chia's techniques. So anyone who is interested in like the nature of sexual energy and how to utilize that for your own health, well-being, growth, manifestation, whatever, um, Mantak Chia is a great person to look up um so they advocate so it's a taoist idea i think like it's it's from china to use a jade egg and it specifically is jade because that is a very important stone over there but you can use you know there's so many different um stones that you can get now so anything that any crystal dildo you've seen they're making that as an egg 
And I would almost suggest that an egg could be more useful. Although I think researching into the crystal dildos is is quite important because they do have different uses than just kind of like getting you off. And they are about subtlety, which obviously are our, our normal electric silicone vibrators are not about sensitivity. They're just about like getting you off. So there is like a practice to be yeah. had with these. And with the jade egg, um, they, that is for... To, to, to be able to really feel your vagina, feel internally what she feels like, be able to utilize the muscles, the different muscle groups and strengthen your vagina. In that way, it then helps your orgasms. So then you can have really strong orgasms, you can squirt, you can be multi-orgasmic really easily. And then there's also a practice without the egg for guys as well that's similar in, in um in technique and that is a technique uh, to do with holding seed so this is something that i i may have mentioned a little bit in the semen retention semen retention yeah um that oh gosh what was i gonna say so i may have spoken about in the last one um about the nature so again we're not saying like this isn't about um what you identify is this is more about like the the energies the the natural masculine and feminine energies and how the mm. physical body works in that regard so there's an uh, idea in these um teachings that women and this is actually an idea that i've seen through different a few different practices from different places in the world like that women are uh connected to the universe constantly we have a channel from the top going down through and like literally out of our vaginas basically um and this connection keeps us continuously in in connection with the universe channeling these energies and that is why we can be multi-orgasmic so we can orgasm and orgasm and orgasm and all it does is enhance your sexual energy and your sexual process and feeling it doesn't take away like you know you'll have that a guy will come and then he'll roll over and be like and then actually a lot of time after sex, I feel like super fucking energized. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? Da, 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 da. So, <laughs> so you can, you can see there's that, there is that kind of energetic difference that that is supposed to be that we're women or female, uh, biological females are connected to the universe consistently. And that is why they have this channel of multi-orgasm that can just be opened and accessed really easily. Men on the other hand, connect through women so mm. there is this this idea that actually and it's been a bit twisted I've found in my spiritual journey and the men that tend to practice a lot of the men I've met who practice these kind of techniques so they kind of twist it but basically the woman is closest to God and um the man if he creates a, a safe space for her energy or for the energy of that feminine energy then then the masculine can then access God through the feminine energy, through sexual relation, um, wow. which I find really, really, really interesting. In that way... Such a fascinating are, theory. It, it is fascinating. And then it's interesting when you think about what happens during sex. And um, when a man, in these theories as well, it's like a man's seed, when he loses it, when he ejaculates, he loses his energy. Like he, you know, and men even though they obviously can create sperm, they have like a finite sexual energy in that way. Um, whereas women don't, their sexual energy isn't finite. So what these teachings then suggest is that men learn how to retain their seed so they can they can orgasm, but, but not ejaculate. And then they can in turn also become multi-orgasmic. And then from that space, you can create like insane energy fields with each other of creation and manifestation. So it is like, it's so deep. <laughs> uh, I I get I, I I it's just sort of sent off like my brain into a million different questions there. But what's really sort of struck me immediately with that was this one time on LSD that I have had sex, mm -hmm. and there was no like quick ejaculation I can't even remember if there even was actually but I definitely got this sense of connected to the universe literally could feel the universe flowing through me and 
I don't know. I, I felt I felt it was like every you know Romeo and Juliet, every Raman Sita, every single love that had ever existed like that in the universe was just flowing through me in that moment of time um and it it was like being enmeshed as one sort of spiritually perceiving being it was a really really bizarre experience but what you're saying here makes me think of this because that's that's that I felt that idea of being a portal, being a funnel or or a line of connection to the wider universe mm-hmm. and all of those emotions that go around it. And how beautiful is that? Oh my gosh. Sounds fabulous. <laughs> it was cosmic. I cosmic. Cosmic. Honestly, it's been one of the most defining experiences that I've experienced in my life Mm. because it it wasn't like this is sex and this is sex on drugs it wasn't like that at all it was Mm. when when you're working with LSD you can um it's a really great for understanding how energy in this realm works that's what it's really good for if like mushrooms in comparison sort of tethers you further afield, the LSD makes you very aware in this realm um, of how your energy interacts here. So then combining that with the sort of more mushroomy feeling of the sex itself, that that was just mind-blowing. It's really mind-blowing. Mm. Sorry, it's like, this is really dirty, actually, but I'm just, like, having images. Sorry, babes. You're hot. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, to you specifically, not to my general listener, but you specifically, <laughs> Nikki, I think it's something that you would definitely find value in experiencing. Well, I have. Not with LSD. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, with um I've had I've had experiences for sure I'm not sure if I'm a thousand percent ready to talk about some of them but I that is okay we can save that for another day (laughs) sex on drugs um no because I don't because as you guys probably know by now I'm obviously not an advocate for you know I believe in these using these medicines but I'm not an advocate for just saying take them but I will tell you some stories so I like I I know I went deep into it's just because I did it the other way around so like I was working with medicine psychedelic medicines ayahuasca San Pedro Piotti before I ever touched anything else so I when I went to meet those medicines it was because I wanted to work with medicines it was not because I wanted to experience that if that makes sense or take drugs or get I actually had a massive issue with like needing to be in control so yeah. those kind of drugs for me, LSD, all that kind of shit, I would never fucking touch that stuff with a barge pole when I was younger because I would just be like, <laughs> I'm going to freak out. Um, <clears throat> but obviously as I grew a bit older and then I'd experienced the the medicines, I really then got quite, I got a little bit curious. Like I was like, what? I just, I just want to experience LSD um, and MDMA because people say, that they are similar I don't feel like they are the same in any way to these medicines I feel like there are aspects but when I work with those like when the, the only time I've worked with LSD my experience was like literally jumping onto the chemical highway I was like well this is so different from like ayahuasca for example because ayahuasca kind of like opens up the universe to me whereas LSD is it is what you've said it kind of brought me to a place where I was like like I proper understood like this world that we're in like this 3d like you know and it was it was really urban and, and, and really cool but <laughs> um I have uh when I experienced MDMA I had a very 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 spiritual experience with that and um made love and 
we've made love like like you're saying it's like then you feel those places of of connection it's it's super expansive you know even that beauty in your nervous system being so awakened that every touch feels like literal magic um what is really beautiful though is to be able to kind of like get to those places because again it's all possible especially if you've had an experience and you kind of know what it feels like to get to those places sexually without anything and this is always something that I kind of say to people anyway like if you've had one experience of a medicine then that kind of lives in you you know what that feels like you can actually reawaken that in yourself if you can be focused and want it enough so um but yeah but I do there is something there really I would love to have sex on mushrooms like I've had every time that I've experienced that medicine and done my healing through it I have got so fucking horny so horny and it just has not been the right circumstance <laughs> yeah to I, like... I've never I've never been in a circumstance yeah because I feel like it's quite communal uh, I've I've um, <laughs> used it as a healing tool quite communally which I mm. think is uh, you know it's a mycelial being it kind of makes sense mm. so I've not had that opportunity to do that but I completely I completely get what you're saying completely okay maybe you need to put this on on um 2023 to do babe what goals do you have this year <laughs> stick that on the to-do list maybe yeah I, I i do feel though if it was to be something that i was not doing so communally i would i don't know i, I feel like there's something i need to get over before i so I do view it as like mother, mother mushroom. There's um, there's a lot of respect that's required. It's, I I also feel like there's a lot of respect that's actually required for, for LSD. To be honest, I know it's an uh, earthly substance, mm. but I think the places that it shows you, um, requires respect too. But mother 100%. mother mushroom, it it doesn't feel as like let's jump into this thing whereas the lsd perhaps there was like do you know what we should do <laughs> do you know what this is for Sex. right now <laughs> <laughs> no i totally i totally get that i mean it's it's interesting actually like because with the mushrooms i i know i i know them as something slightly different i wouldn't for me they're not really um, um it depends on the mushroom but if we're talking about psilocybin it's not a mother energy to you for me it's not a mother energy it's actually quite mischievous it's beautiful but that's but this is why yeah man literally i will hear the fairies laughing at me like (laughs) and being like come into the woods let's get up some fucking crazy shit (laughs) it just just feels like that by my ancestors for not doing what i was supposed to do that's normally what happens for me that that always fucking happens as well yeah thanks i'm trying um but yeah like it's it's interesting actually i i find that they have for me a and i feel like maybe that's because it's what i need obviously um mushrooms are psilocybin is really great for depression and this is something that now lots of there's been lots been lots of studies into um and so for me when i experience it i will be taken to the places where i need to do my healing and those places can be very visceral and very hard but I will almost always have like an edge of like mischief with it or an edge of lightheartedness, which is wonderful actually, because I'll have to do some really fucking hard work with those. Um, and I feel like there is a space, like there's in my head, there is a massive space for psilocybin and sex magic, like go down to the fucking woods. No, I can't say that in this, you know. Go down to a secluded private woods what, that you What we can owned. say is what I would like to do <laughs> is go down to the woods, do some mushrooms and have some sex. That is what I would like to do. All right. I'm we are not telling any of you to do this. Exactly. No, but I'm booking the flight to Amsterdam. It's going to happen. <laughs> Last time I was in the Netherlands doing mushrooms in the woods, I just sat there crying the whole time. My husband was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I need this. I assure you. Do you know what? Maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's what I need to do, actually. Book a flight. Should we go to the Netherlands, babe? Next weekend? You up for it? I'm fucking up for it. I'm up for it. 
Cool. Although I we, we can't be going in no easy jail that shit. I really want to. I want to make it there. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, let's get back to the topic. Sex magic. <laughs> um, so I actually um, I do want to talk more about like the Mantak Chia stuff, but I also want to talk about because I feel like sex magic. When I first started to get into it or get you know begin to have the understanding of it it kind of came via obviously doing my vedic studies so i was studying tantra and obviously when you're really studying tantra it isn't like let's all get together and learn how to like rub each other off that isn't what it's about <laughs> at all. tantra thank you for the clarification <laughs> doesn't tantra does, does not mean sex there is sex ritual within the practice but um you know, so oh, what was I? I keep on losing my train of thought. I'm so overstimulated by this conversation. I can't say <laughs> when you were <laughs> you you wanted to talk about um, tantra and what you learned when you were doing your Vedic was, training. Um, gosh, did I want to talk about that? I feel like maybe I just said some words. Um, so I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I was learning about that stuff, it, there were, the, you know, there were certain elements of feeling like you needed to be in a partnership and you needed to be willing to have like, you know, potentially like a random who's in the group, like touch you, your private parts. And that is not in any way what I'm suggesting to do. I, so I really want to like put it out there that this stuff can be done on your own. Like you mentioned about masturbating, obviously growing hairy hands earlier. Um, there's really, <laughs> there's amazing technique. I think it's actually something that you should really study on your own. And I feel like after coming to a place of understanding with it and how it works for you, then to kind of move into a partnership. That's how I kind of wish I'd, I'd done it. Um, because I feel like sex full stop in our society is is quite misunderstood and actually this place of connecting with your body which if you want to do sex magic you need to be able to connect in and sit, really sit in your in your feelings you know in, in in how your body feels um i i kind of want to open that up to to let you know that that is something that you can totally experience on your own there's an amazing book called um that i love uh let me just find it um it's called the magdalene manuscripts did i tell you to get this jay you probably have it's called magdalene, magdalene or madeline magdalene. magdalene as in mary magdalene oh i think you um, must have said it one too many times because i keep getting recommendations for this on my instagram babe i've definitely told you <laughs> probably the day we met yeah, you, you need to get this book it's all about <laughs> sex um the magdalene <laughs> manuscript the alchemies of horus and the sex magic of isis and it's a book by judy sion and tom kenyon now Okay, they are, they have channeled this work. Sometimes I struggle with this because obviously someone says they've channeled it. They, you know, who, there's a discussion about channeling and making things up. I don't know if they're much different from each other. I mean, I do know they're different from each other, <laughs> but I can't really I, I, define that. Yeah, no, there's a huge discussion ar ar around channeling and initiation at the moment and how yeah. channeling is seen as inferior because everything should be by via initiation which um we'll go on this tangent on another episode but i will just do a really succinct thing here i feel like spirit talks to people talk to who that who it wants to mm -hmm. um and i do think there are things that are channeled do i think that the king james bible is one of them no heard it here first guys <laughs> go on um maybe the book of enoch have you read that you need to read the, the book what? of enoch the book of enoch, the book of enoch. no yeah. i haven't do you I, know i think my husband has i think he, he he read it and he came back to me and was talking about it. i was like oh okay you need to read it it's basically all about psychedelics and aliens <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean the original version of the bible was fucking sick boy the edit I don't love um no the so, edit this is why I'm very specific with King James oh yeah no I know I heard derivations it. like <laughs> exactly that's a hard no that was not channeled probably what it originally came from 
I don't doubt I don't I don't doubt that channeling is a thing um, mm. because I have experienced it myself. And um, you go into these like huge philosophical arguments of how do you know if it comes from yourself or some ex- shiny demon? I think that's what a Descartes argument. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not here to sell you shit. We always tell you here we're not snake oil salesmen. We're not gurus. I can mm. only tell you what I've experienced. I've experienced something I've channeled. I wrote up all of these rules to like a spiritual system and it sat online somewhere and um, yeah, it doesn't have a .com address anymore. So it's just sitting under a very long URL, but every so often I'll go back and read this thing. I think, wow, that was all channeled um, after a a mushroom journey, actually. You need to send that to me because I love reading you know these messages that shit crazy religion spirit. ideas <laughs> yes love it um you know that's my favorite thing uh, <laughs> so anyway so this book so <laughs> so this book is is a channeled book basically and i i think it's great i i do want to reread it because i haven't read it for about a decade but i was i really did a lot of work with it and um i would recommend it as a very accessible book to kind of start to do this work with by yourself or with a partner so what they are saying is that she has channeled Mary Magdalene and he has written down the channeling and Mary Magdalene has given them all of these techniques so the the alchemies of Horus and the sex magic of Isis sorry going back Mary Magdalene the the sex worker is this yeah okay so yeah so yeah jesus's missus um so that and what this book says which is actually something i've heard not in from this book as well um it says (laughs) bless you jj (laughs) um it actually says that mary magdalene was a priestess of isis in egypt and when jesus went to egypt to learn he went and he studied at these different temples in Egypt and learned different alchemies. And one of the things he learned specifically, he went to the temple of Isis and he learned sex magic. And Mary Magdalene was the priestess that was given to him to do this with. And they've developed a relationship from that. Now, I think that sounds much more like, oh, you're a fucking hooker. Join my crew. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think that's that's a really fascinating theory, given that we know that going way back into the deep history of Obia, those original priests and pri- priestesses um, that existed mm-hmm. around, you know, the Nile, um, they were just labelled as whores and mm-hmm. heretics exactly. and had all their temples burned down and, you know, exactly. had to because this flee is to West Africa and all over world if really. we understand we understand how persecution happens to people with power sex magic yeah. is an incredibly powerful thing if yeah. you have a culture that accepts that and has initiates priestesses priests who understand how to utilize this power and then another body comes in like christianity then you need to fucking get rid of that shit there's too much you, you can't control those people if they have that kind of power if you literally can go, yeah, they, oh, okay. they have it in them, on them all the time. Literally How are you them. To, I can you sit here. Away I from can, them. Exactly. I can do one of the things that's going to make me feel the fucking best. And I can manifest and create a power for my life. Of course, they're going to fucking take that away from you. Do you know what I mean? Just from having sex. You know, and this is, this is, you know, also as we we know like a really big reason that sex is so taboo in our society now because that this christian moral universe makes it into something that is wrong it is wrong to feel the pleasure of the body is and that is what it's limited to so basically that pleasure is wrong you can do it to procreate don't fucking enjoy anything because if you enjoy something then you're being tempted by the fucking devil bring it the fuck on yeah is all i say so anyway (laughs) so um mary magdalene was priestess of isis according to this text and um her and jesus she taught jesus these magics now if you're going to do them solo then they are the alchemies of horus and that is essentially learning how to masturbate and channel their energies if you're going to do them the partner then that is the sex magic of isis 
and it's the same in that you're learning to to channel those energies by creating them with somebody else now the ultimate end goal of these practices is to strengthen your um how uh, what's the word your energetic body so much like fuel it with energy so that when your physical body dies you can manifest your spirit physically like so you can have complete control over your soul and whatever comes afterwards so then there's this in this book it talks about Jesus's resurrection so because he'd done these alchemies he knew that this was coming like his 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 betrayal and because he'd studied these alchemies with with um, Magdalene he was able to resurrect his soul in a 3D manner not his body after his um crucifixion and the reason uh and then he was able to manifest in and out of this reality whenever he wanted so if this is an interesting concept because there's a lot of cultures like for example if you look at tibetan dream yoga um they talk about this a lot so strengthening your connection to your energetic body or your energetic body enough so that when you pass on from this physical body you are in control of your consciousness so you can then have a different experience on the other side. You can then go on instead of being, you know, reborn into this cycle, you can then go off and have another experience as a soul. So I find this like really fucking interesting and it actually kind of makes a lot more sense to me <laughs> than the other stuff. I, um, do you know what? Whether it is, um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that it is real. I do want to do more research into this whether it's real or not right now, I'm just like, this is so freaking fascinating. Oh my I know, God. That's... It makes... You never know. Wow. I'm mm. gonna. I'm definitely going to get this book. I'm going to look into it more because I've been having tons of ad for this, these things and I've it's just okay. been ignoring it. Um, but now that you're speaking about it, it's like, ah, is there something here that I'm supposed to be like looking into? Well, I think this is it. Fabulous. It's like, you can never know. You can never know with history. Obviously, history is told by the victor and history is told in such a way that it controls the, the mainstream population. So we will never know if Jesus was real or not. We will never know if Mary Magdalene was a whore or a priestess. We will never know if he if his body was resurrected or if it was just his soul. Like, we don't know. But I feel like having an open mind and knowing that, you know, it doesn't matter where it comes from, it comes from the Bible, if it comes from somewhere else, it's still something you can't guarantee. So I just feel like have an open mind. Don't look at everything in history as like, it must have been really, really, really shit. Like she was a fucking hooker and he was the only person who was nice to her. Well, it's just like, there's a, other possibilities. All through 2020, we had across Facebook and Instagram, fact check, fact check, fact check. Mm. And then you go off and you actually research these things and you see that it's wrong and then you have admissions from government members two years later saying oh yeah we were wrong this was the right mm -hmm. thing that was fact checked at the time um, oh yeah so if that can happen now if the fake news thing can happen now then it could have happened all through history um so really it's about finding as many sources as possible unbiased sources to put together an actual accurate string of events you're not always going to get that because as you say history is written by the victor this is the first time in history where we've had some kind of social media where everything is published online and mm. um everyone has a point of view as opposed to just the hegemony um but this idea of mary magdalene being called a whore that makes sense to me because um how many girls have you known where people are talking about them disparagingly oh you know, she can't be trusted. She's a whore. It was like, what? What basis mm -hmm. was that? Where? <laughs> where have that you pulled like, that from? I mean, that's like the cuss that you'd give a girl who was too strong. Yeah, who was in touch with her fucking sexuality. Who knew a bit what she wanted. Like that's the that's the cuss you're going to give her. She's too headstrong. She's a fucking slag. She's a whore. It's like really, <laughs> really. Guys don't have. You know, historically, men have not had the same rhetoric. And I think it's just really important to remember that it's like if 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 what 
we're saying has any grounding at all you know in that in this essentially this idea that the feminine energy is constantly connected to the universe and that there is a gift that can be given through that to the masculine fuck how could the patriarchy work with that how it couldn't do you know what i mean so i would recommend like yeah this is a great book this is a it's a good book because it has like the story that they've channeled which you can you can take on board or you don't have to and then it has like a whole fucking section as long as the story with all of the meditations and, and all of the techniques to do so this is my my feeling when it comes to this is you don't have to believe like for example the Magdalene stuff you don't have to believe the Jesus stuff with this but the work there I can tell you is useful and and works and they are really good useful techniques to be able to connect in with your body your sexual energy and to be able to use that for transformational exercises um and you know it's i find that when it comes to the sexual magic like so if we're talking about this kind of stuff or if we're talking about again the the taoist the more taoist stuff like there's also like a similar kind of idea about how your energy works so this is something i found really interesting when i was looking so this is egyptian the magdalene manuscript that's essentially it's egyptian sex magic and i've looked into other pieces of work about Egyptian sex magic and there is you know we have any culture that has this idea of like the car or the soul the the aura the energetic body separate from the physical body um would then speak about techniques that you can use in order to um fuel your energetic body with energy again Carlos Castaneda talks about this stuff as well in his works um with Don Juan and in this kind of work one thing that I guess I want to pass on to people is when you are at the moment of orgasm especially I'm going to talk to women because I that's what I know I know having that kind of orgasm um when you are at that place there is a moment when you can absorb that energy so normally you will orgasm and it will feel like it kind of is like a release yeah Imagine if that was not the way around that we wanted it. Imagine if we wanted to, instead of releasing that energy, integrate that energy back into our energetic system. So you've created this rise and then you put it back in. So one of the things it talks about in this book, I think, and in a few other things, I'll find them before we publish, um, is that you can visualize your energetic body almost as like a matrix. So you want to kind of see it coming from your womb, your, like, your vagina area. So when you're orgasming, you then take that energy, you feel that energy of your orgasm and you see it going into whatever it looks like. So however that visualization will work for you into your energetic body. For me, that works almost like seeing a computer system. Like, so I can almost visualize my body against like the fucking matrix, if that makes sense. Mm. And then I will inhale and on the exhale, I will breathe that energy out into my aura and I tell you what guys if if it does one thing it energizes you for sure um and it was yeah such a simple 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 thing to do to kind of utilize the energy I just think it's such an interesting thing we have in society where sex is kind of like you do the sex you release and then you go to sleep and actually (laughs) that for me does not feel like what it's for at all um yeah it's it seems kind of um counterintuitive if we were in the wild to be engaged in something that's quite vulnerable really can be attacked from all directions and then just to keel over and that's it yeah i know that's why we're the ones that carry the recipe to being eaten by a bear (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly um have you ever have you ever like looked into this stuff like for your properly and done anything well, uh, for me it's been I'm I'm very much invested around the folklore around this and the, the tales and the stories that you hear so that for me is really freaking unbelievable um mm-hmm. I will point to hoodoo but then I'll also widen out to ATRs in general um there's this idea that if you go if you're a man and you're going around to someone's um, house, some, uh, you know, a suitor's house for the first time and, you know, if it's a she and she's cooking you a meal 
if it has red sauce, you don't eat it. <laughs> and you don't eat and this why, red sauce because, because more than likely it will contain menstrual blood and that menstrual blood will sort of have you on, it will, it has you. So you're now connected you. to this woman through the ingestion of this. Um, and there's also this idea as if you um, get men's underwear or um, access to his sperm, then um, you can have like control or dominion over <laughs> the man in that sense. Um, so I say that um, men hide your drawers. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> probably don't eat homemade spaghetti on that fo- first homemade date. Um, I think those are the more fascinating sides for me of sex magic because it's this idea of using the um, the the fluids from that area of um, the chakral center, you know, sacral center rather. I I mean, I just I love that. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> it reminds me of um, well, I. I... <laughs> So go on, go on. No, it it can be seen as um quite like a, a devilish thing to do. If you think mm-hmm. about why it would have been needed in the past, um, mm-hmm. you know, going through those really hard and arduous times, you would have needed a partner to stay around permanently and not jump to another woman's house when yeah. you have you need you need that source of protection around you. Or, you needed the the father around to ensure that you you know you have money coming into the households and whatnot exactly it becomes an important thing right a hundred percent you know and this is i'm I'm actually really glad you brought that up because i think that is really important and you know also because yeah the judgment on this stuff i'm you know obviously don't put your period blood into someone's bolognese because you know we don't have to (laughs) (laughs) No, I like to think that we're at a point in time where we we don't need to be doing that stuff. And I'm in some spiritual groups and um, like hoodoo specific hoodoo groups specifically in like forums and stuff. And Mm -hmm. you will have people asking, "How do I get my man to stick around?" And you'll have people enthusiastically jumping in with menstrual blood, take his underwear and sperm, you know, and do Um, some magic with that. (laughs) And it's so. Do you know there's a great meme so that's going around uh, <laughs> a meme no i just there's Tell me about there's it. like a meme i saw that i think comes from like i think it comes from game of thrones where you shouldn't start a marriage with a kidnapping i, okay. I would just give you that advice <laughs> you shouldn't be starting relationships or being in relationships where you've like spiritually kidnapped a person <laughs> because yeah exactly that was basically what I wanted to say I just was like you know it's one of those things where I don't know I would never feel good knowing or just you know that that guy is there literally because I made him eat my period oh no my giant ego is like they need to be here because they love me because I'm fabulous they fucking love me (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) You know, it reminds me of this thing I read years and years ago and I just literally, it was so, <laughs> it's like you telling that story. It was so mind blowing to me. I was like, this is actually fabulous. This is fucking news. So somewhere in America, <laughs> some guy had taken this woman that he was dating to court because he'd gone around to her house one day, was drinking a can of Coke. And when he looked at the Coke, there was like pubes on the can. And so he oh. took her to court. She went to court. I think she may have actually got some kind of sentence. He took her to court and said, look, she does voodoo. There were pews on my can of coke. She was trying to catch me, basically. And they went to fucking the actual court with this. Uh. <laughs> I was like, babe, okay, obviously the pubes on the coke can do not work. You should have like hidden that <laughs> shit in somewhere. <laughs> Chances are you are gonna get caught. That is a bad idea. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's not the only reason you shouldn't do it. Obviously, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Please yeah. do do not add pubes to anyone's cans of anything, anyone's no. food. Jesus, we are not telling you to do any of the stuff. <laughs> we are simply telling you it exists. It exists. I, I, I feel like there's going to be someone who needs to to hear that as a statement. <laughs> well, there you go. They have it now. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So, because we're on this now, like, there is a bit of me that wants to talk about, um, like, so spiritual sexual health. Yes. Kind of thing. So, oh you know, God. we have, there's, if we, you know, we think about sex and how we engage in it. There's a conversation around it where like, we kind of touched on it a little bit already where you, I don't know when I was growing up, I think it's different now for the generation, but when I was, that's, that's younger now. But when I was growing up, it was very much like get those notches. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially if you were a guy, you have to yeah. have had sex with this many people. Da, 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 da. And obviously we understand about STDs and we understand about unwanted pregnancies and all those kind of things that can happen when you're kind of like you know having a lot of fun and and not being safe um but there is also an element of that where I feel like you should you know as long as it is consensual by both parties you can have sex with who you want like absolutely no fucking judgment but there is a place where that I wish I understood more when I was younger about the spiritual nature of this because we are open and because we are connected and as a as a woman physically a something is going inside of me something from somebody else's is going inside of me there is like and then we're talking about all of this energetic work so if we move out of the physical and we're thinking more energetically people I feel like there's a space where if especially you're going to practice you want to practice sexual magic or transformation then you want to be aware of who you're doing that with and be semi and and be careful because actually everybody leaves an energetic imprint with you and you'll feel that just from being in the presence of another person but when you're having intimate relations with them then pieces of you are transferred and you know so I just feel like that is like being aware of that and kind of having a level of respect for yourself, for your body, for your spirit, where you where you kind of go, you have a set of rules, like you don't just let anybody go there with you. I think is quite, I think is quite important. And when I was younger, I didn't necessarily, you know, I felt that, but I also wanted to have sex with people. So I had sex with people that I maybe, you know, we definitely could have not had sex with <laughs> and yeah. felt it. And being like very spiritually connected, even though with those people, I may not have been actively doing that because I'm aware of my body I can I could feel that I could really feel it um so yeah so there's just like a little hot tip. I complete no I think I think a bit of bit of bit 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 sexual PSA here like you don't want to be <laughs> picking up someone's duppy because that's essentially exactly. um like this is literally we are the least judgmental people you will ever talk to honestly uh like go and do what you want however mm-hmm. understand that there is going to be an element of you interfering with other people's energetic signature every time that you're doing this and um i think it's just good spiritual hygiene to like know what energies you're entering into um that's it in a line it's good to know what energy you're entering into from a sexual a sexual spiritual safety point of view and when I eventually have daughters that's the advice I'm going to be giving them it's not going to be any of this horrible sex shaming I received a lot of sex shaming as a teenager growing up and it didn't help me in fact it endangered me because I didn't know how to navigate these situations um so it it is important to know that um you you are going to be picking up an element of that other person with you when you're doing these things so if it's a lot of people indiscriminately like people you've not taken the time to like learn the names of or learn what they are like energetically um that that is gonna rub off on you 
whether you admit to it or not, whether you are aware of it or mm. not. Um, so, so it's always just, if that has been your past, where I think there would have been so many for us out there that would have been um, a part of our experience, our story, like going forward, is there a way we can think about more consciously how we go about these things or mm. are there practices that we're going to want to do afterwards after the act to make sure we're clearing ourselves out spiritually are we going to be upping our ritual baths doing our head washing more are we going to want to be um going and doing yoni steams more to remove or you know dissipate some of that energy that we've stored within our wombs there are things that we can think about doing here in order to keep our sexual spiritual health um, positive, aligned, mm. because it can be so easy to have that sort of fall out from under us because we don't think about it because we're not taught to think about it. The closest thing we have to being taught about it is if you have grown up Christian or around Christians, you get this horrible, unnuanced like, oh, you're just a, a dirty whore that's going to hell. That's all you get. Um, I'd like to think that spirituality, it isn't supposed to be like that. It's about understanding cause and effect. Mm -hmm. And every action has, um, a, has a consequence. Every action has a consequence. Uh -huh. So how do, we, how do we balance that and manage that within ourselves? So I know some people listening to this will be like polyamorous some people listening to this um will be in you know maybe throuples not necessarily couples or they will be the type of people who maybe every weekend it's a different partner um how can you in your life make sure you're taking care of that side of yourself if you're engaging in this behavior of plenty food is great right water is great right but if we drink too much water or eat too much food and keep doing that on a constant basis we're gonna cause ourselves some issues mm -hmm. um it's the same thing i just love it sex always comes back to being a buffet guys at the end of the day food. <laughs> um <laughs> So I just have to. Um, <laughs> oh, I love talking about sex. I feel like there's so much more actually that we could be sharing. Don't worry, we'll do this again. I want one of these Magdalene priestesses on now. Oh, I don't know if they really exist. <laughs> we don't know, do we? I mean, there, oh, I there definitely are because I've been getting adverts to forums and groups to join these. Oh, people. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't but I don't know this. if they're the same. I don't know if they're the same. I need to actually look into that because you are right. There are a few of those groups about, but I don't know if it's the same as the stuff they're teaching in this book or if it's yeah. just another kind of like woman, kind of women's group. I don't know. We'll look into yeah. it actually. If you do this, we'll then get in touch with us and let us know what it is. If you um, know someone who's a priestess who focuses on sex magic, then we want to bring you on. We want to talk yeah. to you. So give us a shout. Yes, please. And then, oh gosh, yeah, we will have to do this again because there's like, you know, I do want, I want to go into like how to be like multi-orgasmic, how to like properly feel those feels. So we'll get that. We'll get that to you within <laughs> the next year, guys. <laughs> or just, just message me. Yeah. I'll do a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Some point soon. <laughs> oh, I reckon so this fun. is as good a place as any to wrap up this episode. Do you reckon, Nikki? Yes. And you don't and yeah, sorry, it's just said wrap up and now I'm just thinking about wrapping up and <laughs> always wrap up. <laughs> Practice anyway. safe sex, guys. <laughs> You've and been like, listening you to this week's episode of the Afro Animus Podcast. <laughs> the safe you, sex guys. episode. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. -bye. <laughs>
thank you, thank you, beautiful being of the multiverse, for joining us on the Afro Animist podcast. If you want to get stuck into the conversation or have a question about anything we speak about here, join our mailing list and find us on our socials. On TikTok and Instagram, find us at the Afro Animist podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at Afro Animist. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, you can also find this talk on YouTube. Just search for us and we will pop up as if by magic. If you're loving what we're talking about here, share, like and subscribe. And remember to leave us a thumbs up or five star rating on your favourite platform.